welcome to Empowered Speaking. I'm so excited today. We have a fabulous woman today. Ray is an award-winning artist, author, speaker, community activist, and creative mindfulness mentor dedicated to raising awareness of creativity as a positive catalyst for health, wellness, and social change. She provides creative tools to foster self-worth, resilience, healing, and out-of-the-box thinking. Welcome, Ray. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to do this and be part of your launch. This is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you know, we've we've worked together before, and I've just uh, been watching what you've, you're doing, and it really very interesting. Because I know well, you, you, you have a big tribe and you're, you're helping them with their mindfulness and uh, your storyboards. Thank so, you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with that. Well, I, I'm going to first tell a little bit how we met. You know, I ended up taking one of your classes. You were doing storytelling and improv combination. And I got to go there. And I had always been, a, this is one of my one of my stories. I had tried in my early 20s to go, there was a second city improv class at, and I was taking it in the evening and we, we got to this place where you're supposed to eat an orange and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And it was like, everybody else was, oh yes, it's dripping down there. I felt so out of my element. I was a night school <laughs> I could not do it. Fast forward, it affected me and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. And then when I saw your class, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. Stepped out of my comfort zone and I was like, wow, I did it. I was so excited and it really gave me a lot more confidence in my speaking because I've been out there in the community sharing my own personal story of healing uh, and, and using the arts for healing. And, and it just gave me a better stance, you know, when I was on the stage and knowing how to move from one part of the story, the beginning, the middle, and the transformation. I learned all that working with you. So I want to thank you for that. So anybody gets a chance to work with her, she's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. That was a really fun class too. It was. Uh, yeah. It, it's what I love about it is it, it is so different from Second City the way I do it because it's right. more of applied of uh, improvisation where you're really applying it to storytelling or to speaking uh, or to certain skills, team leadership. Um, and in Second City, it's mainly just getting up and doing all these games. And sometimes when people know the direction they're going in, then it's easier to understand, okay, I know how this is going to be applied in my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at that point. That was just when I was in my 20s. I just didn't know. I knew I, I had lost the confidence. I always, as a kid, wanted to be an actor and, you know, I wanted to be bold and out there. And I had a horrible experience in high school where I had to recite a poem, Oh, Captain, My Captain. And I got there and I totally went blank and I forgot. And, you know, the, okay, the teacher says, calm down, try it again. And then the, I couldn't remember. The kids started to laugh and I ran out of the room. So that affected me, you know, so many things. And that's, that's why I talk about the arts and the role of the arts and, and part of the arts can give you confidence, you know? And so, um, you know, that was a piece of my life that I was like, okay, I, I can't, I can't do this. And I don't like feeling I can't do anything, you know, and people, especially in creativity, they, they're too often. I'm not creative. I'm not an artist. I can't do this. I can't draw a stick person. And creativity is so much more than that. It is about the way we think. It's the way we present ourselves in the world. It's about how we solve problems. 
And so that's how part of the reason I love to talk about creativity because we are all endowed with creativity, but we got to get over that mindset that I can't, you know. So I had the triple whammy. I'll tell you about the triple whammy. So the first <laughs> one was that where I, you know, I was freaked out. I couldn't do that. Then in music class, which was my joy, I love to sing. I was asked to mouth the words. So that okay. took away my joy. And then the third piece of it was I was in college and I was in an oil painting class and this professor said, you're a terrible artist. Get out of my class. And, oh it my goodness. and I stopped painting oh. for many, many years. Yeah. And God, I didn't listen to any of them. You know, I mean, all these teachers and people and all the voices in my head, but that's part of the reason I use, I talk about creativity all the time and the power of creativity because it is, it brings you joy. It brings you healing. It is it is a tool that we all need. They've done studies in the 21st century. Creativity is number one skill businesses need. Everybody needs to, be, to, to tap into that ideation area, you know, and we all have it if we allow ourselves to just, instead of, I can't, I'm afraid, you know, what if they laugh at me? And we have to get over that because we're limiting ourselves in life. Yeah, right. No, I agree with that. And that's why a lot of corporations now are, are bringing in speakers that teach them mindfulness, right. that teach them how to apply art in, into their, their business. It's bringing out their creativity because um, what that does is that op is opening up our minds to now be able to make solutions, solve solutions um, or solve problems easier. Right, right. And it's, it's so simple. I mean, when I talk about, I, ha I have a few hallmark pieces that I do in my work with everybody. So one of my centering exercises, I do the mindfulness where I have you breathe and you know close your eyes and do body scans and things like that. But one of the things I love to do in groups is have them scribble and doodle because when was the last time, unless you have little kids, that you scribbled and doodled and gave yourself permission? So I have everybody close. I, first of all, they pick two of their favorite colors of markers, crayons, color pencils, whatever it is. Put them out. They have to use their non-dominant hand to scribble, and then <laughs> they have to close their eyes. So there can't be any judgment. You are scribbling with your eyes closed. So I have everybody scribble first with their, you know, one color, then the other, and then I just have them take any colors they want with their eyes open in color. And then I have them turn their page around. I, if you're somebody, and most people are, I color inside the lines. I ask you to color outside the lines. This is an activity you can use on so many levels. So you color, A, it affects your, your um, body, you know, your mind and spirit. It is, it reduces your heart rate. It uh, releases endorphins. So your stress level goes down. So there's that piece of it. It opens up your mind. You're balancing your left, right brain. So you are open to so much more to flow states and things so that you can think clearer. So you do that. That's one piece of it. And the other thing that I love to suggest to people is, after you're done with the coloring, you look at your piece, you write down a list of the colors you used, what images have come up. So you look around, oh yeah, I see a heart in there, I see a ball, I see this. And then you also say, um, how did it make you feel? What was the feeling behind this? And so they will spend time and then I have them write, sort of like a Mad Lib, you know, and they have to use every word that they wrote down. You know, oh yeah, that pink bubblegum, look delicious and so I ate it but then I got it on my shoe and I walked on the green grass and whatever it is so you just play and this is a way to get playful and we need play in our lives it reduces our stress level and we can be you know 
it, it's just such a powerful tool and so simple. Anybody can do it. It's low tech, low cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds, you know, a lot like improv, uh, the, way I, the way I teach improv. Because uh, this one time I was teaching uh, IT staff. One of the exercises I use for creativity is they, they have to draw, they have to create a, a service or business. And I ask them if they want to draw a logo uh, for the business and just create the business from scratch. And they have to do it in 25 minutes and, right. also, and then present their project. And when I bring out the colored paper, colored pencils, and I bring big paper, you should see them when I say, okay, here's all the paper for you to start designing your, your logo. They are running to it like they're five-year-old. Right, right. And they say, oh my God, oh, I, I haven't done this since I was little. This is so exciting. And you can see their energy just pick up because now I've given them permission to be creative to play. Right. And, and I always say play, explore, experiment. And if yeah. we have that attitude in life, it allows us to be more than we, we think we can be. So I love it. Yeah. It's so much fun. And then to see their, their transformation uh, when they start realizing I am a creative, I can do this. It, right. just, it opens up their life and their minds to other possibilities and their work life, their home life. Right. And, and again, they're using more than their brain. You know, it's physical, it's, it's tactile, it's using a lot more of your senses when you're doing that. You know, one of the other activities I love to do with people is I call it, um, you're, you, you are the conductor of your life. So I have everybody stand up. I would stand up here, but then you wouldn't see me. And, <laughs> and I, have, I am the conductor and I say, everybody, take your batons up here and we're going to scribble. So you're doing the Mark of Zorro, you're doing circles, scribble, squiggles. And I have this whole thing where I've, I've written this long poem about it, you know, that it's, a, it's scribbling is so much fun. And it's here, it's in a whole different realm. And if you turn on music, the people will pumps them up or, you know, things like that. And they're all laughing and they're all excited. And again, it, it changes everything. It gives you a new perspective, you know, and an embodying. You know, and you know, because of the work you do, how important it is to embody what you're feeling, you know, and share right. that and, and own it and all that. And so when they're conducting, they're like, oh, yeah. And then I have to take a bow, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. get to do that. You own this, you know, so I get that. So and I don't think that again, I go back to some of the stuff we did together because I didn't, I didn't understand embodying, you know, it was it's been a slower piece for me, you know. I was never really comfortable in my body. So, you know, embodying, learning that, you know, I've done, I've done a lot more work on that. I actually did dance therapy last year for the year. And I was like, wow. Oh, like, fun. oh my God. You should have seen, I have pictures of me with hula hoops that I'm swinging like this and, you know, dancing scarves, you know, I was like, it was the best. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about what, would you, you go into corporations too with this? With this I have not okay. really gone into corporations. I'd love to. Where I'd, I like to go is I, I have a, a, I would like to do that, but I also have a talk called um, Art is a Path to Wellness. And this is based on a lot of science. I've 
I've interviewed, I love to interview people. I think everybody's fascinating, everybody's got a story. And I've interviewed 200 creative activists around the country, people who are using the arts, not just the arts, but their creativity to make a difference in the world. And one of those women, and I've interviewed her a couple times, is her name is Mary Rockwood Lane, and she started the first arts and medicine program in a hospital. And then they started at Gainesville, uh, it was a children's hospital, and then it, they started a program um, at the college, and they have a master's level program now in that, and they're working on a PhD program, so that people can incorporate that. So that's been part of my journey. I love, I believe in the power of arts for healing. Uh, I also have my own story of using art for healing. And I'll tell that in a minute, but I'd love to go in and share how hospitals are using the arts right now. You know, you can walk in and some of these hospitals, you don't know if it's a museum or if it's a hospital, you know, because they found just looking at art, beautiful art, impacts the patients as well as the people who are working there. They mm -hmm. make less medical errors. They have less downtime because they're in a beautiful setting. Um, it's, it becomes a community opportunity. So there's a lot of like the Alzheimer's associations would work with Cleveland Clinic and, and come in and, and they have a tour of their art. They actually have 5,000 pieces of art, Cleveland Clinic and two full-time art curators. So I talk about that and the power of arts on the wards and how it reduces pain levels. People get out of the hospital quicker. They don't have to take as many pain meds, things like that. So I love to share that and then talk about art as a healing tool and for self-care because it, it, we all have that ability and it's, some of it's very simple. Even thinking about the environment at work, at home. You know, you've got a work environment there. You know, is, it, is there enough natural light? What are the sounds that you're hearing? What, what are you seeing on the walls? Things like that. It's so important to do that in a work environment. And I talk about the different elements and what you can do personally. But then I also talk about art, creative journaling, mindfulness, and gratitude. Gratitude is such a big thing. Anybody can do it at any time, and it turns around their mindset. That's terrific. So I love yeah. to talk about that. On both levels, personal, professional, corporate. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go a little uh, deeper in that. Uh, we're, you're going to come back for another session, uh, another episode. So I'm really looking forward to that, and we can dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that you're doing in the in the mindfulness and in the healing. But let's. Can you leave one idea, one tip for our listeners that they can do today, something actionable? Something actionable. Well. Depending where you live. <laughs> now, I live in Chicago, and uh, it's snowy, cold, and crappy out, so it's not a day I would go outside necessarily, but you can. You can even take a, I always love for you to use, everybody's got a cell phone pretty much these days, and it's got a camera. Take one picture today. You want to stand and find something that's beautiful, that, that just intrigues you, that keeps you like, oh, it caught your attention? and take one photograph today. And you could do that every day. It can be a challenge because you know, like I can look out my window and take a picture of the, some of the trees, some of the ice is already starting to melt because it's a little mm -hmm. above freezing. And I was noticing that it's like, oh, I need to take a picture of that. Because there you're being mindful, you're being present to what is, you're noticing beauty, it's really important. And if you can get outside, it's even better because nature in itself has so many healing properties. So that's my quick, quick tip for today. I love that because it also takes you out of your mind of oh all the things that you have to do your big to do list. Yeah, right. now and you could just release that and really 
calm. I think it'd be a calming effect too. It is. And it's one minute. I mean, I love to go to the Botanic Gardens. That's like one of my happy places on earth. I take a lot of photos there all year round. Some of them are the dry and barren and the snow, you know, depending how bad it is. <laughs> and then, but I love to watch everything bloom in the spring and summer. And I have photos of, I call them intimate portraits of nature. So I do close-up works of flowers and stuff. And they almost become abstract, but they're a portrait to me. And I love that. So for me, that's very healing. That is taking stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. That is really a key to living a beautiful life and uh, having more vitality and energy. So I would suggest that to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I do that too, I'm taking pictures. I take a lot of pictures when I'm at the botanical garden of, you know, the beautiful flowers, the trees. So it is really exciting and calming. Uh, Ray, I love this, this conversation that we've had, and I'd like to go a little bit deeper into some of the work you're doing. Is there a way, uh, let us know how we can contact you. Sure. Um, my website is thewinningadventure.com. Yeah, The Winning Adventure. And you can write me at ray at thewinningadventure.com. And uh, I, I would love to have a conversation with anybody who wants to go a little deeper on some of the materials about you know, creative mindfulness and stress release and using the arts for healing. I'm offering a free discovery session. They have to mention that we were on here, you know, together, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. So just contact me. You can go to my, my website, actually, and contact me there on the webpage, too. All right. I appreciate that. That's sure. be, that'll be something that I think everyone will be, uh, will gain some good resources from that. Right. And on my website, there's some actual opt-ins. Uh, I'm big on visioning. So there's a whole visioning report that you can do that'll get you started on creating a vision for 2020. New Year's resolutions don't work. 80% of people are already stopping them by February. So visioning is the way to go. So you can Yes, I've got to start working on mine. I've already started collecting pictures. So I've got, All to, right. I've got to finish mine too. Well, Ray, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. You're really affecting a lot of people and helping a lot of people. Uh, so keep doing the work that you're doing and right. I, I can't wait to um for the next episode all right that'll be fabulous okay. looking forward to it okay thanks ray bye. bye bye everyone thank you for listening on the empowered speaking show and looking forward to our next episode